the conversation keeps coming up on LinkedIn. And it's relative to engagement pods. How much do you know about engagement pods and folks using them? Not much. Tell, tell me about them. Okay. So you are where 99% of the population is when that question is asked, right? And so people don't realize what's actually happening when you see other people gain this kind of influence on a platform, you know, like a, a mass influence. So engagement pods are basically a group of people who have agreed to engage on each other's posts in order to game the algorithm so that more people see it and, you know, they get more followers, so on and so forth. So the, the more you have um, engagement on your posts, of course, we all know that's how the algorithm works. But if there's actually a group of people who agree to it and they don't know each other, they just you know, just like, hey, you want to be in this pod, I'll, you know, I'll like and comment on your stuff, you like and come on, comment on mine. And it's actually a concept that really came from um, early bloggers, mm -hmm. because bloggers used to do that on each other's pages and stuff in a group. Mm -hmm. So, but it's, it's crept into the marketing um, of like a lot of companies and like when people really start getting into branding themselves. Um, so some of these engagement pods are like 30,000, 40,000 people. Wow. Um, you can have some that's as small as just two, three, four, five people, right? But um, I had to explain to some of um, the startups that I work with, and even some of my clients outside of ATDC, I'm like, you know, they're like, hey, I post, no one's engaging, but then I see, you know, this other person that I follow and some of the names they'll mention, of course I know who they are because we all see their posts. Right. Right. So I'm like, well, you have to keep in mind that some of these people, particularly on LinkedIn, it's always been a big thing on Instagram. Right. Because Instagram, you could just hit the like button on millions at once. Right. But it's harder on LinkedIn because people expect a certain amount of um, authenticity or at least a full sentence. Right. <laughs> um, so it takes more time. But I would have to explain to them, well, you know, that person is in, an, is in a pod. And they'd be like, well, what do you mean in a pod? What is that? So I had to explain to them what it is. And then, then they realize, oh, that's what that is, right? But I'm telling most people do not know what an engagement pod is. They don't even realize that these people that end up in front of us is not by design. They game the system and then the thing the the thing with it is that for other social media platforms it explicitly says it's against the terms of service to engage in pods so people who i know who have done it particularly on instagram um and some on linkedin um that you can need two 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 things can happen you can end up with a shadow band by the by the um the platform which is basically you'll post but they won't show your stuff to hardly anybody right. or the second thing is they'll disconnect your account they'll deactivate it so um i've seen and this happens to people all the time every day and they'll make the plea for why they should get it reopened and many times it will be reopened sometimes they will wipe away their followers and make them start over or sometimes they never unlock it so it just depends. So when you engage in engagement pods, you're actually taking a risk 
right? And but for some people, it's worth it because by the time I got millions of followers or something, so many people know me. I have their email addresses. If you've done it right, right? If you've had lead generation, why are you doing it? So you have another way to you know to get to these people again. So um, one of my contacts <clears throat> on LinkedIn. Now, I've personally never done an engagement pot, but I know they exist because my clients have done them on Instagram, right? Um, but I know people who do them on LinkedIn, right? So one of the folks in my network had posted about engagement pots and like, you know, the pros and the cons and, you know, this and that and how many people like them or dislike them or, you know, is indifferent. And most people had never even heard of them before. So they don't even realize that you're posting 15 times a day and it's great stuff, but no one's going to see it because you got this group over here that's gaming the system, right? And because it's not explicitly written out in LinkedIn's terms of service, it's very rampant on LinkedIn. Hmm. And people are embarrassed by it. So most don't admit that they're in an engagement pod. But since I know the players that run some of these pods, and it's very clear because I know that the the patterns to look for, like you'll see the same people commenting on each other's stuff, whatever. Um, I know I'd be like, oh, they're in a the pot. Now, let me tell you something. A really high marketing executive here in town will post about how engagement pods are unethical and this and that, and they're in an engagement pod. <laughs> okay, so I just, that, I, I got it. I just like, it's just so annoying because pe so people will try to, <laughs> make it seem like they're and i'm like dude you're the cmo of the company like stop being a liar it's it's just it's so it's so ridiculous but those who talk about engagement pods are really um like you know the one who did the um the poll was like hey i was in one but i i wasn't in i'm not in it anymore because um which is very common you know i would post people in my group would post i would comment on their stuff but then they wasn't equally doing it on mine. So, you know, I stopped doing it. So there's always a person at the top who created the pod, who's like the administrator, right? They're just a regular, you know, they're a person that's in the group, but they actually put the pod together. So they're the ones that make sure that you are commenting and all of that on other people. So they'll reach out and say, hey, you haven't commented on, you know, um, you know six posts today. And typically the rules are that the person who runs the group, like you must comment on their posts and then, you know, maybe, you know, a third of the other people that's in the group. So it's a certain number. Uh, isn't this crazy? It's like who got time for this? The way I'm describing it and the way you're looking at me is like, really, Monique? <laughs> yes, really, Adam. It's multi-level marketing for, for social media. <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh my gosh. And it's like, it's so annoying because the startups I work with and even clients who are just getting acclimated are, they get, you know, kind of like disappointed with their results and what's, you know, why aren't I getting the engagement and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and this person, and I have to de describe to them what an engagement pod is. And some are just like, no, I would never do that. And I'm like, some people don't see it as being unethical, especially ones who are like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm in this group with other people and we support each other. That's the, right. that's yeah. the term that they use, right? But, I mean, in reality, it's an engagement pod. And I need startups to understand that that's not something you can compete with, right? Um, that's why you have to do other things that are not scalable because people don't know who you are. Like, in the beginning, 
unless you got millions of dollars to just be buying ads and buying relationships, you're going to have to do very granular types of things with relationship building because everybody else are willing, is willing to do some things that maybe you're not willing to do. Yeah. Don't get discouraged. So would you ever suggest one of to one of your clients to, to, to be part of one of these things? Cause it does seem like there's some value to it, right? There is some value, but there's also some risk. And some people would say the risks out, out, um, you know, outdo, I mean, the value Outweigh outweighs the risk. Yeah. yeah. So the problem with it, and it, I don't know if I would necessarily, maybe a short time, maybe one they create, Yes, but I wouldn't ask them to join one. Right. Because you get to, if you create one, you get to like create the right combination of people that you actually want to see their content. It actually complements what you're doing, this and that. When you join a pod, you don't get to decide who's in there and you're like, oh, they bunch of, they posting a bunch of crap mm -hmm. that you know, I don't even want to be a part of, but then you still got to post on it. You see what I'm saying? I do. So if you curate your own, then it's beneficial to everyone because y'all provide complimentary um, um, content and um, it, it, you actually want to see their content. The thing is, is like the more you comment on posts, like particular people's posts, then the more of it you see. And then that's all you see. So when you're in an engagement pod, you only start seeing the content of the people that's in your pod. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So because that's the only thing you're, you're, you're teeing up for yourself, you've trained the algorithm. So that's why I don't think it's a good idea um, to do it because it keeps you kind of in this echo chamber. And then most of the people that you're in this pod with, I mean, it just depends. Sometimes they do business with each other. Um, some of the real powerful ones, they do, they do cross pollinate each other and do business with each other. Um, but for, if you just join any kind of pod, you know, any pod that you haven't carefully um, vetted, which most time you can't vet it before you join, they don't let you know who's in there. Um, you'll just end up with extra work on your plate and no benefits to your business. Yeah, that it's it doesn't seem it seems pretty crummy way way to go about <laughs> go, go about you know just your whole day to be perfectly honest. I mean, it, you're right. It it does remind me a lot of like the early days of blogging where, mm -hmm. and you would see that's where they got it from. Like just mm -hmm. crews kind of teaming up, and uh, yeah. if it, and it's it felt at least a little bit more organic because one thing there wasn't like algorithms that people weren't trying to always okay. game the algorithm. At some point, yeah. SEO became a thing that you were trying to game, but. It was more like we're all, you know, marketing folks or we're all, you know, cookbook or, or you know, right, uh, bloggers right. or mommy bloggers or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And there's these groups of people and they would legitimately choose to, to be around, uh, read each other's stuff, uh, uh, share each other's stuff, do that kind of stuff. And yeah. it did feel, I don't know if it was more organic, but it certainly felt that way when I was, you know, living that mm -hmm. life and, and part of it. Um so, but yeah, I, it's a, there does seem to be, have to be some kind of shakeout that comes on to social media because it does seem like, I mean, everything is more of a game now and it's less organic. So, it only, mm -hmm, so only allows people with certain advantages to succeed, like to get ahead. Right. It's just like everything else in life. 
it seems like like it's just uh, it's frustrating but it, it if you succeed it's not because the systems in place enable you to succeed it's in spite of <laughs> yeah and, right and yeah that's exhausting it is and 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 you know it seems like they're i guess partially rightfully so but all the the higher ups choices are decisions that allow that, that make it so that uh advertising is the answer to your question so um right. like they'll they yeah. will is if your pod is messing up their advertising algorithm in some way they will you know they'll probably blow that up pretty quickly but if it's not then they, they have bigger fish to fry um and I, it is interesting to me is what is like a what is the best thing for a low budget no budget launch of a product nowadays what's the best ideas for you know getting that word out there when you don't have the money to compete and you don't have the you know time to build out a pot of influence around you to get to get things higher up how do you get into the market i mean that's i that seems to be the number one question i get a lot and it's it's just like well it ain't easy like like you know you've got to find like you do kind of have to you know find a group of people that are interested in what you're doing and kind of that's right ask them and work with them and go through and it is kind of when when you tell right. when you tell somebody like some of the maybe what we consider the best practices they don't sound that much different than a pod mm -hmm. and so you, you know like what's what what that's why i asked earlier it's like you know what are you what are you doing that's separate or different or unique um that that allows you to get to that that's that you know area and and, and get some market penetration and sometimes it's going to be yeah. like asking your friends and family and like I, i've always thought that the atdc like community doesn't do enough with each other as mm -hmm. far as sharing each other's social yeah. news and that kind of stuff yeah and th that's more or less just a pod the ATDC pod, it's, but it's true. without the it, rules it in place. Yeah. And so, yeah. so, you yeah. know, you're doing mm -hmm. some of that stuff. You're just taking the creepy factor down by like 25% where you, where you're like not having someone, you know, policing you and making sure that you're commenting on stuff and you're commenting on stuff mm -hmm. because you find value in it or yep, right. uh, you think other people will find value in it. And, yeah. um, that's, you know, that seems to be useful, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know what like the kind of the next 10 years of like social, there seems to be like, it is algorithm, algorithm, algorithm. And there's yeah. always these changes that go around in it. So like, is there something that's new or unique that we are not seeing um, that isn't going to be like, is there something that's a, a, a tweak or a change that can be made that can make things bubble up value instead of bubble up? gaming the system so here we go this is the problem with with things like this is that it ends up costing everyone money okay so linkedin doesn't specifically have it in their terms of service but it's kind of understood but for those who do them it's like it's not written down and they've even asked linkedin and linkedin won't answer it specifically because i think they're trying to figure out how they can monetize off of it and here, here and what i mean by that is 
if you want your content to be shown to more people, pay us. You can, they can increase, they, right now LinkedIn is free, right? And only if you want certain features, you pay for the price. But for the most part, it's free, right? You can, you can use it for free, but let's say you wanna be a power user. Okay, well, you can be a power user legally and we won't shadow ban your posts and we won't deactivate your account. It'll cost you a hundred bucks a month. You know how many people would pay a hundred bucks a month? Yeah. Lots. So, I mean, it just makes sense for them to say, hey, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Let's see, let's see first. Let's see how many people are actually engaging in this and let's, let's strategize on how we can potentially monetize the greed. <laughs> they want to be greedy, let us get some. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it, but then that ends up costing us all because those of us who don't want to pay $100 a month or what, I'm just making up a number, of course, um, if they were to implement something like that, it's not actually free anymore. Right. So then it comes back to the fundamentals, which is what everything you just described of, of supporting each other. The fundamental of it all is relationships. You can't get away from that. And I keep trying to tell the startups that I work with who want to just work on the product and like be a recluse and, and just work on their product and just stay in their office. I'm like, you're not going to win that way unless you get millions of dollars and just start blasting people in marketing, just random, right? Just hosing them down and constantly have that coming for them to even know you exist. You can't get anywhere without relationships. You just can't. And so figuring out that balance of time, particularly if you're the CEO, um, most of them just won't make time for it. I'm like, you know, create content on LinkedIn, schedule time to talk to people, respond to other people's posts. Like I've literally met people on um, not just LinkedIn, but on Twitter. I go out of town, we meet up in person. People tell you that, but it started with engaging and most fun, you know, they just feel like they're too busy for it. They just want to post and then just step away. And it's just like, those aren't the people who win because fundamentally you're not building relationships. Yeah. It, it's funny. I, when I first started, I was 23 years old. Um, and it was just became a game of how many people I can have coffee with and really not even have an ask beyond let's just talk. Um, and it was really, it was before most, if not all the social channels we're talking about nowadays um and it was uh a very successful but not scalable way to to start things i would say um, that's right that but that's that's that it is what it is <laughs> we can't scale everything thanks for listening to our podcast to subscribe or listen to our back catalog go to a fly on the call.